Hey friends, you're listening to the Something Good Podcast with Emily Hearn, where the heart of a blog transitions into spoken word. I'm excited to be able to hang out with each of you in your cars, your kitchens, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. My hope for this podcast is to be open and transparent about what the Lord is teaching me, as well as the humorous events of my life. So grab your earphones, your aux cord, or your Bluetooth speaker, and get ready for something good. Hey friends, so today is going to be a fun episode, which honestly to me, all of my episodes are fun, but I'm going to be real with y'all. So I just started a second job, so now I'm working two jobs and I am in full-time grad school nearing finals week and I am exhausted and I originally had a different episode planned for today, but I decided that I want to re-record it just so I can add a few more things into it. Um, And I also wanted to save it for a later date. And my birthday is next week and I'm turning 23. So I just felt like it was appropriate to celebrate that and honor that. Because how many times do I get to say I'm turning 23? So with that being said, today I just wanted to talk about a list that I made the other day of 23 things that I have learned in 23 years. And what's funny is some of them are serious and some of them are joking. Like, I mean, they're for real. Like, they're actual things I've learned, but they're not, like, super serious, like, love thy neighbor, you know. But anyways, so with that being said, I want to go ahead and get started But before I do, I do want to mention that I have been slacking lately on mentioning something good in my life at the end of every episode. And my intent was to do that and include that at the end of every episode. But if we're being honest, when I hit record, I start to think about the things that are going on in my brain. And I'm like, oh, should I say that? Should I not? Whatever. So I will record another episode. It'll probably be a midweek bonus episode to catch up on all the good things in my life because I think it's important. Like I said in my first episode, it's important to focus on the good things in life and not necessarily be so stuck on the bad things in life. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode of 23 Lessons in 23 Years. So the first one is life doesn't always have to be so serious. And I love this one um, mostly because it halfway pertains to me because I love to be serious. I really take life seriously a lot of the time just because I think that whenever I can get stuff done, I feel more, I don't know, I guess valued and ready for the next thing. And so When I'm having a conversation with somebody and it's not like just like a passing short conversation, I'm like really getting to know them. And like sometimes I can find myself just standing there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a little, I'm a little too serious right now. So the first one I'd say is life doesn't always have to be so serious. Have some fun, go out and dance, have some jam sessions with your friends um, sleep for 12 hours, you know, all the cool things. Okay. Number two is appreciate even the things that hurt. And so 
what I mean by this is I think a lot of the times we can get caught up in the things that are causing pain in our lives, like heartbreak and loss and failure. And we look at those as a setback in life and we can't, and we don't see those as like a lesson to be able to learn and grow from that either mistake or situation that you never saw yourself in. And so to appreciate the things in your life that cause pain, I feel creates a great sense of growth in your life and it helps you to be able to move on and to prepare for the season ahead. And so number three is be where your feet are. Okay, low-key, I said this was going to be a fun episode and some of these are kind of deep. So (laughs) I guess I just like did these the other day and I didn't realize how many of them were actually serious. But anyways, so number three is be where your feet are. And I know I mentioned this in an early episode that sometimes I struggle with being content in the season that I'm in. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I just, I'm ready to be done with school. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to be a wife. I'm ready to be a mom. And then I look at me and I'm like, (laughs) I'm 22 years old, about to be 23. And why am I rushing it? Like, why am I not enjoying the season that I'm in? Like right now truly is a fun season. I have a good job, two good jobs. I have a good family. I have good friends. I have, it's a great life. There are some bad days, but it really is a great life and I really am blessed. And so for me to not focus on being content in the season that I'm in, I feel like is not giving myself enough credit or not giving God enough credit to where he's placed me. So anyways, be where your feet are. Number four is always check the oil in your car. And honestly, I don't know why I said oil like that. I'm a Southern girl, so I pronounce it oil. Like O-O-L, oil. So, always check the oil in your car. Y'all, if you know me personally, you know that I drive an old vehicle. Y'all, I've been driving the same car since I started driving. And part of me is not complaining and part of me is because low key that thing has given me grief sometimes. I'm blessed and it's gotten me from point A to point B, but sometimes it takes little detours and some, you know, smoky hoods or breakdowns or my rear view mirror falling off and unattaching, you know, things like that. So, and it's funny cuz I drive an Impala and a lot of my students are what is it? They're younger than my car. So anyways, yeah, but it's called the Impala and I call it the pimp. And so it really is a character trait of mine, my car. And honestly, the day that I have to give it up and get a new car is going to be like a day in history. Like it really should be in a history book. And if you know me, you know, that's true. Like anyways, I'm going to take it for like one last victory lap. So Anyways, it's a 2004, and let's see how long it can go. I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. So, number four is always check the oil in your car. And I will say, I check the oil once a week. I check my water once a week, and I make sure that I'm not running the engine too hot, or my tires are okay, and, you know, I'm getting my oil changed every now and then. You know, I'm trying to put some more miles on that car because your girl's broke hence getting two jobs okay moving on number five is let people help 
And the reason why I added this in is because I can be so stubborn at times. And Brady, if you're listening to this, I know you're probably like, heck yeah, you can. So there are some times where I'll be doing something and I clearly cannot handle it all. And someone tries to offer me help and I'm like, no, I got it. And sometimes it's okay for me to let people help. And it's okay for me not to do things by myself. Like I remember my freshman year of college, I had torn the tendons in my ankle and I had to have surgery. And so after surgery, I didn't like, I was on crutches, obviously I was on crutches in a little scooter. And so, and I lived on the second floor at a dorm. So I would hop up the stairs every day I would hop up the stairs at the, you know, the buildings that I had classes in and I wouldn't go to the cafeteria because I couldn't carry my own plate and like I didn't want somebody helping me carry my plate. And when I tell y'all I lost 30 pounds my freshman year and I can guarantee you, guarantee you it's because I didn't let people help me. And I try to do things all on my own even when I was like super vulnerable and super injured. (laughs) So anyways, let people help. Number six is treating yourself isn't always materialistic. And by that, I mean, sometimes when I say, ooh, treat yourself, it's, you know, I'm getting my nails done or I'm going shopping or I'm going to get this fast food meal, which I don't even know why I mentioned that because literally if I want fast food, I'm going to go get it. It's not me treating myself. It's literally me trying to, you know, not be hungry. So, Treating yourself isn't always materialistic. Like, I know a lot of the times treating myself means going to sleep early, low-key every night, but, you know, your girl tries to get some sleep, or taking a bath, or just lighting a candle and, like, listening to music, or, you know, watching Netflix for three hours straight. Like, sometimes it's just you need to just chill. It's not always something that you have to go buy yourself. Now, I'm not saying... If you see cute shoes and you really want them and you can afford them, like, not buy them. But, like, don't think as treating yourself always something. You're getting something in return that's materialistic. Like, an actual object that you're getting in return. And so, sometimes all you need is a good nap. So, treat yourself. (laughs) Okay, number seven is ibuprofen is not candy. Okay, if you would have told me this my senior year of high school, I would have laughed in your face because everybody who knew me knew I was taking ibuprofen like it was dang Skittles. Like, ibuprofen was my lifeline. I kept it in my cheer bag. I kept it in my car. I kept it in my backpack. I kept it in my room, on my nightstand, in my medicine box. I mean, y'all, it was ridiculous. Like, if there was an ibuprofen store, I would literally be keeping the lights on. And... Even to this day, I still have ibuprofen in my car. Just because, you know, some days my knees get a little raggedy. My ankle gives out. You know, some days you just got to have a little, you know, a little painkiller. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, most of the time it's just to reduce swelling, which causes the pain. But anyways, so number seven is ibuprofen is not candy. Like, Emily, take care of yourself. Drink more water. Go exercise more. Eat healthier. Anyways, I can do things that help me, but here I am eating ibuprofen like it's candy. Okay, number eight is not everyone has the best intentions. And also, I'll add into that, not everyone has bad intentions. And so, I think that takes a lot of discernment 
to meet someone or to become friends with someone or start a relationship with someone to really get to know them for who they are and see what their real intentions are. Like if you are a fan of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you know that a really popular saying on there is here for the right reasons or here for the wrong reasons. And so I think a lot of the times we get distracted by other things around us, like maybe looks or maybe um, popularity or personality that we don't really dig deep and say, okay, what is beneficial in this relationship? What is going to lift me up and how am I going to lift them up? You know, and so not everyone has the best intentions. Not everyone is going to have your best interest at heart and not everyone is going to encourage you to be the best possible version of yourself and vice versa. Not everyone is going to have the worst intentions. I think we just have to have discernment and have some trust there, but also be able to guard our hearts and understand who people are. Okay. Oh, and to add on to that, I'm really bad about like letting first impressions get to me and me not allowing someone to have a second chance. And so like, I'll look at someone and I'll have a first impression of them, like their personality. And I need to be careful with that because some people have just bad days and I know I have bad days and if I meet someone new on a bad day, they're probably going to have a bad impression of me because I'm probably not my best self. I'm probably not as nice or welcoming or approachable or whatever. And so anyways, just keep that in mind. Okay. Number nine is let, oh, oh, boo, words are hard. Let courage overwhelm you rather than fear. And so I like this one, too, because I think a lot of times we can get caught up in the fear that life overwhelms us with. And it's so important to stand firm and be strong in those moments and understand that fear is a liar and it's straight from Satan himself. And that to have courage and to stand up for what we believe in and what we know to be true, to have that courage to do that is awesome. And I think that we can train ourselves to do that. It's not always easy. Actually, it's hardly ever easy, but it is so rewarding. Um, Okay. And number 10, social media sucks. And I know y'all know this. Like, I love social media. I really do because it fills my time and it allows me to literally sit on my phone for hours. And I know that's so dumb, but here we are. Um, And it allows us to connect with people. And I heard someone say one time that like social media was created to connect us, but we as a generation have never felt more disconnected than we do now. And I think that's so sad that we have let social media do that to us in our relationships and so yeah number 10 is social media sucks and if you have uh the other argument like another side argument saying that you like social media or you think it's awesome please dm me on instagram emily.lauren or something.good.blog and let me know what your argument is because i'd really like to have a conversation um okay number 11 is if you want something to succeed you gotta work for it and this one's a little difficult because, like, if you're a Christian, you know that, like, our quote-unquote religion is based off of faith. And so, like, a lot of the times there are going to be things that happen in your life that, like, really were kind of handed down to you. Like, think about the house that I live in. Like, I did not pay for this house. My parents created the floor plans. They hired a contractor, all this 
types of things and built this house and have paid for it to keep the lights on, to have a roof over my head, to have food in my mouth. Like those are things that I did not work for to receive. But there are some things in my life that I have wanted to succeed at that I needed to work for it. Like an A on a test or a good grade on a paper or applying for a job, applying for the master's program that I'm in. Like there are certain things that like if we see something that we want and we know that it's going to be good for us, then we need to work towards it and we need to work for it um, and never expect for something to just be handed to us. Okay. Number 12 is, oh, this one's funny. If you can't pay for it three times and still be comfortable, then don't buy it. And I try to live by this. I know it's kind of hard because sometimes you just want to go to Wendy's and get a burger. Like, but I think that, especially with me, and I don't know your money situation, obviously, but I know my financial situation and it is not the greatest. Um, It's not the worst. I'm doing okay, but it's not the greatest either. And so... I like to think of it as like if I'm going into a store and I'm window shopping. I did a lot of this in Juco. I would go to the mall and I would literally like window shop. I wouldn't buy anything. I'd just think about all the things I wanted to buy and look at it. (laughs) So, but if I really saw like, say an Apple Watch. I'm holding my Apple Watch in my hand. Like, and I really want this Apple Watch. I think to myself, can I buy this three times and still be comfortable? Well, Apple watches are like $300 to $400 at cheapest. And if I can't buy it three times and be comfortable with my daily living, then I don't need it, you know? Or say it's like a candy bar. A candy bar is what, like $2 max at the gas station. I can buy that three times and still be comfortable. Okay, well, let me just get this candy bar, you know? And so, like, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I splurge. It just depends. Okay, 13 is keep your receipts. And honestly, the only reason I wrote this down is because sometimes things happen and you have to take something back or you have to call someone to make sure it got in or whatever or they received it. Especially if you're shipping something to someone and you don't keep your receipt and it says that, you know, or the person that was trying to receive it never got it. And like, how do you track it? You can't because you threw away your receipt. So, this one's super random, but, like, a lot of the times, too, I'll try to check my bank account, like, once every two days just to make sure that, you know, no one's hacked it or something went wrong or, you know, whatever. But I like to make sure that I know where things are coming from. Like, sometimes if I get gas at a gas station, the receipt that it puts on my, like, bank account doesn't say, like, a Kroger gas, you know. It says, like these random letters or whatever, and then the price of it. And then I have to think about, okay, well, what the heck did I buy that was $25 and 76 cents? Like, but then I remember, like, if I have my receipt for getting gas, then I know that that's what it's for. And so, yeah, keep your receipts. Okay, number 14 is loving someone well doesn't mean compromising your values or beliefs. And I think this is so important in today's world um, that... You can love someone well without compromising your foundational beliefs and your foundational values. Like, I can love my neighbor without saying, oh, yeah, well, let me agree with you, even though, say, my faith or the word of God doesn't support that. And so I think a lot of the times we 
either try to fit in with the crowd or the people that are around us in that moment or even sometimes we see the sacrifices that we would have to make to stand up for our values and beliefs and we see that as like ooh, that's not worth it but we can love people without compromising those um, so that's number 14. So number 15 is create lasting relationships. And I love this one because I've had friends here and there growing up and moving town to town and then, you know, moving to college. I've met some amazing people. And like, there are people that I met in high school that I still keep in contact with today. There are some people that I'm just friends with on Facebook that, you know, we'll talk on Facebook or we'll interact on Facebook, but like we don't see each other in our day-to-day lives. Or there's people that I met in college that I didn't know growing up and I only met for like a year or two and they're my absolute best friends, you know? And so I think it's so important to create those lasting relationships of people that can surround you and be there with you through the crazy times in life. And so that's number 15. So number 16 is life is a marathon. And I think this goes along with number three when I said be where your feet are. Like sometimes I think that life is a absolute race and that I'm trying to speed through it and try to experience every little thing at a younger age and just try to experience everything at once when life is a marathon. And sometimes you just got to take it minute by minute or day by day. It's not always, oh my gosh, like why can't I fast forward to two years from now when I'm working professionally and can have a stable financial job and, you know, have my own family, things like that. But like, we're in this season for a reason. And I'm living today on a Thursday evening, recording this and publishing it for Saturday, because life is a marathon. Um, Okay, so number 17 is allow peace to replace anxiety. And this can also go along with, um, what is it? Oh, number nine, it, that was let courage overwhelm you rather than fear. But this one is allow peace to replace anxiety. And so, especially right now during the time of our like turmoil of our country, um, it's really easy to get anxious about little things and not know what to expect for tomorrow or for next year or whatever and get anxious about it. But to allow peace to overwhelm us whenever we are in the midst of an anxiety-driven world, I think is so strong of us. And, you know, it's really awesome to see that, like, you know, come home after a long day of unknowns and things thrown at me that I didn't expect and just sit at my desk and just take it all in, but allow peace to overwhelm that and allow myself to just breathe and understand that, I'm in this season for a reason and that God is faithful and that he's going to get me through it regardless of whether I'm enjoying the season or I'm not. And so um, number 17, allow peace to replace anxiety. So number 18 is just because you want it doesn't mean you should have it. Ooh, preach sister. Okay. And when I originally wrote this, I was really talking about like materialistic things like I'm looking at my hydro flask in front of me, and to be honest, I didn't need this hydro flask. I didn't need to spend 20 to $30 on this little bitty hydro flask. Like, I could have gone to Walmart and gotten a $10 water bottle that works just the same. But now, reading it out loud, it could also mean people. Like, just because you want it doesn't mean you should have it. And I know that there are a lot of people in my life that 
created amazing memories with, whether it be in middle school, high school, or just, you know, even in college that, you know, it was fun and it allowed me to experience new things and allowed me to build trust with other people, but also some people that were in my life a long time ago are no longer in my life. And that's just because, you know, people grow apart and people find interest in different things or people move to a different location. And so like the distance is there and, you know, it's, it's possible to fight for friendships and fight for relationships, but just because we want it doesn't mean we should have it and doesn't mean it's going to be the best for us or for them. And so that was number 18. Um, number 19 is good water bottles are essential. Ooh, yes and amen. Because I drink water like it's crazy. Like I literally could have like an IV in me just to have more water coming in. Like I have so much water intake, it's ridiculous, which is good. I'm not complaining at all. I mean, I do have to TT often, but still, um, I love me a good water bottle. I have this Hydro Flask sitting in front of me that I just mentioned. I have another Hydro Flask that was given to me. I have a water bottle from Walmart. I mean, I have so many water bottles, but I love them. Like, and also I'm trying to save the planet. Look at me go. So good water bottles are essential. Get you a good water bottle. Um, But if you can't pay for three times, don't get it. Just drink from the faucet. Okay. Number 20 is, ooh, my love language does not determine another person's love language. And the reason why I wrote this is because, for example, my love language is quality time. And so I feel most loved when someone, you know, pieces together times to spend with me or cancels plans to spend time with me or even just like stays true to their word that they're going to spend time with me. You know, like (laughs) I know that's like redundant, but sometimes I get caught up in thinking, okay, they're not loving me well because they're not wanting to spend quality time with me. But then I don't even think in return, okay, well, what is their love language? Like their love language might be gift giving or acts of service. And like, say that, you know, my mom and stepdad or, or, or my dad and stepmom, whoever. Okay. Or say that I'm married and my husband is in the kitchen cleaning the dishes and I'm sitting on the couch and I want him to come sit down and just watch a movie with me. And that's all, you know, I just want a good hour and a half to sit there with my husband and watch a movie, but he's in there cleaning the kitchen and doing all these things. And I might take that as, oh, he's ignoring me or he's not wanting to spend time with me. And, you know, I can overthink things because one, I'm a girl. And two, it's just easy to overthink things like that. When his love language might be acts of service and he might be doing that and loving me well in that way. And to me, I see that as him neglecting my love language being quality time, but really it's him extending his love language as acts of service. And so number 18 is just Is my love language does not, no, number 20, is my love language does not determine another person's love language. Ooh, we're getting on up there, y'all. We're at 21, which is friendships and relationships aren't always 50-50. And I like this one because I think we are grown up talk or taught that relationships should always be 50-50. And that's not true. Some days I have bad days and I can only give 20%. 
Some days I have really good days and I can give 80%. I think that loving someone well means to be able to pick up what they lack. And I think that it's so important to understand that because I think that whenever we say that relationships and friendships are 50-50, we expect the other person to give, give, give all the time their part. And if they're not giving their part, then it's not working and the relationship or friendship is failing. And that's not always true. Sometimes they just have a bad day or it's just a bad season and, you know, they're really struggling and they need you to put in more effort to where they can't put in. And later on, it might swap roles. I mean, it might happen to where you won't be able to put in as much work and they have to extend more work to be able to pick up what you're lacking in the relationship. And so number 21, friendships and relationships aren't always 50-50. Number 22 is, I am not defined by my achievements or failures. And y'all, I wrote this down as an Enneagram 3 who really struggles with spending so much time focused on all of my achievements and successes like when I do something I want to get it done like my to-do list better freaking be highlighted by the end of the day like I really thrive off of my planner being highlighted and completed at the end of every day and sometimes I look at it and it's not highlighted at the end of the day or it's not completed at the end of the day and I'm like Oh, well, I guess I'll have to try again tomorrow. I failed it today and it'll, you know, ruin my complete experience of those 24 hours. And I just have to remember that I'm not defined by my achievements or my failures. Uh, my Id- identity is in Christ and Christ alone. And he has completed the work for me on the cross already. And he's given me the opportunity to live this life and to be able to, to have this character trait and to be able to work hard for the things that I enjoy um, or to experience failure and learn and grow from those. But also like I had to be very careful about not allowing myself to be stretched so thin because I want to win all the time. And so that's number 22. Okay. Number 23. Last one is Every day is different in some way. Life is short. Days are good. Some days are bad. It's the way that we respond to our circumstances that allows us to see the beauty in the world. And I think that that's overall my favorite one and one that I'm still learning every single day is that it's not always the overall picture that we see and can rate as good or bad. It's really how we respond to the circumstances that we're in. And I know in the voting episode, um, the bonus episode that I released last week, after election day and how I discuss our responses as believers in this world and in this country regardless of what the outcome of the presidential election was and this doesn't always have to do with politics it honestly hardly ever does but sometimes it happens whenever we experience a heartbreak in a relationship or an ending to a friendship it's like you know, I could end a friendship with someone and it'd be mutual and it'd just be that, you know, we don't have enough in common or we just don't see each other much or, you know, whatever. But really, it's not because someone did something or I did something or whatever. It's just, you know, we grew apart or it just doesn't work, you know, or like you're not in the same place. And it's not me walking away and saying, oh, 
well, they did this. Or, well, they didn't like when I said this. No, it's the way that we respond that gives us the opportunity to extend grace to those around us and to see the true beauty in the world, and that is love. And so I think it's so important to look at the things that are happening in our lives that are bad and painful and turn them around and say, okay, what light is coming out of this? What can I do to extend love during this time? And how can I be able to express this beauty in this situation? How can I best respond to my circumstance in the best way? And so anyways, those were 23 things that I have learned in 23 years. Y'all, it's crazy. I'm still kind of fresh on this earth. 23 years? That's really not that long. Like, I seriously think sometimes that I'm getting old and like, especially after I've worked all day and I get in the bed and I'm like, I cannot move a muscle because I'm so tired. Or like, I wake up in the morning and my back hurts and I'm like, oh my gosh, am I like 90 years old? Like, this is ridiculous. Why do I feel like this? <laughs> um. So yeah, 23 years, kind of old, kind of not. My kindergartners think I'm old, but, you know, my, you know, the grandparents in my life are like, enjoy it. You're so young. You're just now getting started. So anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed recording it and I look forward to recording the next one. And honestly, don't know what, I think next week is going to be a Thanksgiving episode because we're getting close to Thanksgiving. I'm so excited and there's a lot to be thankful for this year. I know this year was crazy, but there's a lot to be thankful for. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to get back to y'all next week. I hope y'all have a good one. Bye.